I'm amazed that I have as much power as I do. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call this one community service. <laughs> Generation, see a lot of temptation, but still have you dancing like the temptations of James Brown. I feel good cause I'm hot. My whole community love me, boy. If you don't, then why not?
check it. Uh, my full of hoe and a place to be. I got them rhymes that'll check you more than Nikes. A lot of time trying to be an MC as I roll through life. One day I'm depressed, next day I'm happy. I do this for my mama, sister, and pappy. I do this for my cousins, best friends, and granny. Do you understand me? Chasing an Eric B lifestyle, man, it ain't no joke. So I harp on boo the quotes and rap with the biggie flow. Just a millennial throwing syllables for a trivial. Since it's sharp like the arrows from a seminal quiz knows I wraps up some food for thought instead of all of that trap. Chuck D told me to bring the culture back while I'm on it like grocery bags. And as I grab with the weight of the world on my shoulders, I hear Don't stress at all, cause it might just taint yourself. Life though you sticks and stones that can make for a hell of a blow. Raised in Bowie, came out to Chicago. Typical life of an American Negro. Now I'm in college and I'm wondering where all my people. If only they could see what I see though. Contemplating freedom, the only black in my class. My teacher doesn't agree with Black Lives Matter. <laughs> you mean to tell me if I die today, you wouldn't feel any sympathy? Oh well, our world gotta move on with the rest of the day. Minorities and poor whites, they treat them all the same. And I swear when I be on the train, I catch the symptoms of all the humane. One boy, one girl can change the world. Forget the size and frame, just give them one chance and they'll blow your brain. Like Soul Train, propane, close games, and heroin and cocaine. Ivana, got your honor, I'm trying to fly you away. Don't stress out. Cause it might just change yourself Life through you sticks and stones That can make for a hell of a blow Just take your time Cause it ain't no rush to go We can't fly away Don't stress at all Cause it might just change yourself
Second power squared, that's what you can be if you truly believe. Life is perspective and how you perceive. So don't be afraid of what you're trying to achieve. Your purpose is greater than you can see. Don't try to be me, don't try to be him. All you need is you. Don't try to be a sim, don't be a damn clone. Go get your own and double stones if you're living in glass homes. I just want to make the most of my youth. Live with no fear, only truth. I just want to enrich your spirit, cultivate your mind, shake your body, and make you full of hope. Young artist from DMV on the come up in the city of Chicago scene, the poet, rapper, activist, comedian, and YouTube personality. We got the homie Mike full of hope in the building. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, fam? How are you, bro? We're good. We're good. good. We're looking forward to this. Um, the last time we saw you was at the uh, at the event we put on in November. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, you you held it down, bro. I think yeah. for me, your the introduction to your music. I want to say was was through Krush, so quick shout out to Krush. Hey, um, I want to say the song I heard was um, the Flyway Joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the that's my introduction to to your music, and then I heard the the uh, the mixtape. I heard you were dropping it. Yeah, and then I listened to it. I'm all right, bro. We got to get you in here. You just had your show as well. Yeah, so it's a lot, of, a lot of a lot of to talk about. Uh, but let's let's start at the beginning. You're originally from the DMV, right? Um, which D- is what DC, Maryland, and Virginia area, not the Department of Motor Vehicles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we call that the the MVA down in Maryland, uh, Motor Vehicle Administration. Um, 
But yeah, I grew up in what we call the DMV. I grew up in a place called PG County, which is uh, 15 minutes away from Washington, D.C. Then I moved when I was like 12 or 11 to closer to Baltimore, which is to to Severn, a place called Severn, which is 15 minutes away from Baltimore. So So how was it growing up in that area or... How describe how how it was there because we don't know. Yeah, right, right, right. I just assumed, yo, this dude's like another cat from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was reading the bio, you said you were from DMV, yeah. uh, and like obviously the areas you were talking about. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. Right. And then I saw one of your posts, which we'll we'll talk about. But uh, how was it going up in the, over there? I don't. I'm not. So I'm not in the know. PG County is a very middle class, more upscale area for African Americans mm. and other minorities and you know, uh, kind of middle-class whites. And I, you know, in that, growing up there, I was definitely sad growing up. I saw a lot of inspiration, had a lot of preachers around me, lawyers, doctors and stuff. And, you know, a lot of politicians since the Washington, D.C. is so close. Mm-hmm. And I moved, when I moved to uh, to Severn when I was like 11 or 12, then the kind of change, getting closer to Baltimore is kind of like being closer to like, you know, south and west side of Chicago. Um, we saw a lot more poverty lower class you know families um and it kind of like yeah i had i kind of had the best of both best and worst of both worlds i would definitely say because i got to see i got to see the really Mm -hmm. rich people and Mm -hmm. i got to see really poor people growing up so coming out here was just like a uh, like uh, a a culture shock Mm -hmm. too you know what i mean how was the transition for you it was definitely like it was crazy because like i would definitely say like i i've always been the kid in the middle that Mm -hmm. was that was my thing i grew up in um like I said, I grew up in PG County. Grew up in a middle class family. My my parent, my dad's a reverend uh, and a jazz jazz and gospel player. My mom was a PK who works for the government, and like you know, they kind of expo- they did their best to ex- expose me to, from you know to both. And then I came out to Chicago, and I was just like, I was hit. You know what I mean? I saw like you know it was really sh- segregated here in Chicago. The yeah. like there's a wealth gap. You know where the rich people live. You know where the poor people oh, live. Oh yeah, most stuff. And like it really, I felt like it, it kind of. Even though I'm not from here, I kind of it. I felt like Chicago adopted me too. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean to to the city. I became like one of the 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 not blood childs of there, but like one of the the ones that they will would keep. And I've really you know embraced the culture and much respect to like all the legends that have come out here. You know because there's a lot. And uh, this is a place where I want to be, man. Like for sure. How uh, what were some misconceptions of growing up in the area? Of here or growing up in the uh, Baltimore in, DC area, um, I pe- I think people don't understand that like when you say Maryland, when you say the DMV, um, even though we kind try to like I feel like I don't, the DMV term is a term that like maybe suburban kids or you know outer city kids came up with to kind of unify all mm-hmm. the areas, mm-hmm. but like the culture of Washington DC and the culture of Baltimore is completely different from each other. And I would definitely say, like, whereas D.C. kind of has its own thing and sometimes it comes from, like, elements of, you know, mm-hmm. the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore does a lot of, I personally think, a lot of stealing from a lot of Midwest, like Chicago, mm-hmm. from in other East Coast states like Philly and New York. And you kind of see it inside the culture. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's like any, any city. Not Inner city isn't all about violence, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of crime, don't get me wrong, but... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of beautiful parts of the city, just like here in Chicago and you know all the other cities, Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Are you a fan or a hater of The Wire? I was my follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing about The Wire is kind of like uh, how probably y'all feel about like Chicago PD or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's but The Wire is a legendary show. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, Chicago PD is just corny. It's, 
<laughs> it's whack. It's been real. Uh, I, I mean, like, so I, I haven't watched a lot of The Wire, but for the shows that I watched of it, uh, the episodes I watched of it were pretty good. And I definitely say they did a great job. But I don't think... I don't know. I don't think it's that dramatized as you know how that's how shows well, are. Yeah, that's always a tricky situation. Anytime you're going to represent anything in in media, because you have to make it dramatized, right? To, to make get, it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, some a lot of people may not realize that, <laughs> right. and they would think that it's like oh, true story, like people, right. like dozens of dozens of people who live outside Chicago who think that Chicago is literally like. I, I, like Iraq, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. There's ele- there's those elements of crime there, as you saw. Like we had like, there's definitely some tension that was hidden that the mm-hmm. news wasn't covering for years. Because mm-hmm. remember when the the whole Baltimore riots thing mm-hmm. happened, right. and you know you just had like those kind of like situations to me are always the result of something that like hasn't been addressed. Mm-hmm. The fact that like that negative yeah. energy just comes and it just like yeah. explodes. Yeah. That's, that's characteristic. Yeah. So, so when Mar- Mar- no, I was just going to say, so uh, when someone meets you, do they ask, yo, do you know, uh, do you know Marlo? <laughs> or? Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, like, What's the other cat? I'm blanking on his name so bad. Omar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a nah. crazy cat, man. Yeah. My yeah. favorite character. Yeah. The, the, now the show they, they they did a great great job of the show. I'm gonna have to go watch it more often now too. That like it's on everybody, Prime, bro. Yeah, everybody like that. Gotta get on it. People that aren't from there, like especially people from here in Chicago, mm. they love it, bro. Like I, <laughs> I don't I like I didn't really know the the huge fascination yeah. until I came out here about it. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, The Wire is definitely like one of those like iconic, Con- of, like especially of like this decade. I, I'd say at least from like growing up and you know always being a uh, obsessed with like pop culture and then stuff right. like that, like cultural meiosis. Yeah, uh, I always like felt like the Wire would probably like the the Wire, Sopranos, mm-hmm. and like freaking CSI. Uh, CSI were like shows that were like the top, like top ten shows. Lincoln like, Heights. <laughs> yeah. So like we're we're definitely like you um you're talking about how when you came to Chicago and how everybody loves it. We're like some little cultural nuances that right. are different. Like down south. Like maybe like little little things like. Like for example, like uh, I was in my intro communications class the other day, and uh, and we were just talking about like culture and communicate and communicating in different environments, mm-hmm. and uh, we we're just kind of going off like one by one, like because you know, oh, what, what what part of the country you're from, and what's like some terminology that's I different, def- and uh, and so I raised my hand, like yeah, I'm from I'm from Chicago, uh, I'm from the west side of Chicago, and uh, you know and I just used for example was when Kendrick said on phonum on Heart Part Four, like yeah, example of like, you know, communication being different across the country is that right. when me and my friends heard that, we were all freaking out. They're all from Chicago. We know what that means. Right, right, right. Whereas all my friends who aren't from Chicago have no idea what that means. And yeah. then like the whole half the class was still confused. So, like right. me and like this other kid from from the South Side, we had to explain to them what on phonum meant. <laughs> and it was probably one of my greatest achievements in <laughs> freshman in year academia? Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> Just educating all these kids about what on phonum means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, like people are, and here's another thing too I've I've heard other like Chicagoans say is like there's actually a difference in like the way you talk from the west side and the south side. Oh, to, yeah, most of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, like, yeah. the actual, like, loop area. Because, like, I actually have a kid. Uh, my best friend's from Evanston. You actually, I think you might have met him, Paul Elliott. Shout outs to my homie. Um, we were talking about just, like, how, like, a lot of the influence from, like, a lot of south siders and west side comes from, you know, down south. Whereas a lot of, like, you said north siders comes from kind of, like, uh, I said it seems like a lot of Italian 
influence on like a lot of the way they speak and then like he was talking about how there's like a kind of like a thickness to their accent which is kind of favors like you which know is, irish and yeah. new york, new york mm-hmm. type of the, the like, stereotypical chicago yeah, yeah. Not like, Paris. yeah and i i didn't like you don't really you know pay attention to that stuff during you know casual talking and stuff mm-hmm. but like yeah you kind of peep it you know <laughs> the <laughs> chicago <laughs> I'm dead But yeah man Chicago's a city man I, I really got an appreciation From being here It's so much history too mm-hmm. You know what I mean Art uh, Activism Just like uh, The politics of mm-hmm. it You know mm-hmm. If you want to go into there It's just A lot to I think Learn from the city And like You know When when you talk about Bigger cities in the United mm-hmm. States I don't think I mean New York But like I don't think anyone has that That more More relevancy Into what's going on for sure. Today. Let's backtrack a bit. What uh, what led you to come to Chicago? So what, what led to your decision to come to DePaul? Because you are a DePaul student. You're right. you know, organizer, activist, and power of, of sorts. Yeah. So what led to you uh, coming to Chicago? Uh, so my pops is really f- originally from Joliet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, so I, I seen kind of come to Chicago a couple times growing up. But uh, yeah, like my family is most, they're mostly in Joliet. And like... I got um I applied my dream was to go to Stanford <laughs> University right. in California. I wanted to play basketball for Stanford and um you know be a be an orthopedic surgeon out there but I didn't get accepted. Um, I was a, by the way I was a hoop star. I was a big hoop star back in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call me a hoop star but like I I played basketball a lot and You could break f- some ankles. Yeah, a little a little something, a little something. <laughs> I had a couple of D3 offers coming out of college. Actually one was University yeah. of Chicago, Chicago but they didn't think I could get in cuz of my my grades. I had decent grades but I ain't Let's, let's put some respect on you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and um but yeah, I got a, I ended up getting a, uh applied to DePaul. It was like it was a really cheap application. Mm. $25 to apply. And uh, I just applied, not thinking anything of it, and they gave me a scholarship, academic scholarship, to come here. And I was like, "Hey, this ended up being my choice." Mm. And man, did I not expect the, the <laughs> city to be the city, man! I like the I told you, like the co- the culture of being in any urban city, I mm-hmm. think, is just different than what I would grew up. Like I kind of grew up in like the kind of like urban influenced suburbs, but like mm-hmm. it's still the suburbs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's completely different from being. You know, on public transit or, you know, being like next to the stock exchange or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and Chicago being in the loop and just like by the lake. That's my mm-hmm. favorite part of Chicago is being able to walk to the lake. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And it's so far to climb yeah. too. I will walk it. I'll walk, walk it every day. Like, you know what I mean? Like just to clear my thoughts. Yeah. Just That's like, and I don't have that at night. You don't people, see people like at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning walking around. Mm-hmm. But you, you see that here. Low key, that could only happen like a place like Lincoln Park. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Right, I didn't take it. Loyola. Oh yeah, I mean, that's any, I mean, that's as just well, that's where the river is, right? Yeah. That's not isn't isn't there like a difference between like the the river and like Lake Michigan? Is it like a Chicago River? Or something I don't know. Like? Yeah. Uh, it's I mean, Lakeish out there too. But yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think, but that I'm also sure. just speaks to the segregation. This city, yeah. how there's just some places where mm-hmm. uh, you just kind of go out and kind of do whatever at any point in time whereas in, in other places like i remember uh growing up me and my, in elementary school me and my friend we'd always play basketball at his house mm. but as soon as the sun went down we had to go back inside yeah um but whereas like you know i remember when i when i came to paul like when you know staying out like after my first party at the paul i came back at home at like three in the morning walking Bruh, the streets you see kids literally like it's like they day starts mm. at two o'clock in the morning i swear yeah. to god like i couldn't do that where i'm from bro. <laughs> i couldn't do it bro i believe it man yeah and, and it was something like that's that part like like i told you that was definitely culture shock because like i didn't know and then here's another thing when i was in the dorms 
my freshman year, I always noticed that kids were like up here anyway, were just really not careless, but it was just like they didn't care. They would leave their laptops out in the middle of, <laughs> you know, the floor. Or like Chicago, still Chicago. The... Yeah, man. And I'm just like, this man. Chicago. <laughs> where I'm from, man. Like, in addition, you can't even do that where I'm stuff. from. And I'm not even from like, like I told you, I'm not like from a like a terrible place, yeah. but like. That, like, you got common sense. Yeah. You got yeah, exactly. That's and one like, of the things. I'm like, because uh, <laughs> I'm I, I've seen a lot of people walk in the student center with just like any building in general, yeah. and they gotta go to the bathroom. Like, yo, can you watch my stuff for me? And yeah. then they come back and yeah, somebody nah, took your stuff, bro. Man, that's that's so real. <laughs> I lost my iPod Nano like that. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh, but let's get into the music. How did you start making music? Music, music. So music, like I said, music's always been my family. My pops is a jazz, jazz and gospel musician. He played the piano, a minister of music and reverend. So he did a no. lot of gospel music. How did that work though? Because you started, you made hip hop. Is that so? Like, so how was that allowed in the household? <laughs> or how was that it was, respected in it, the household? It was very growing up. So growing up, and you can kind of see some of it in my music. I not, wasn't, not not too much cursing in the music. Right, exactly. Head. My one of my favorite artists growing up was Will Smith. Ooh, the Fresh I was, Prince. I was just thinking <laughs> in my head, like, oh, you little Will, Will Smith. I remember his last album he put out, Lost and Found, was like one of my favorites. Like I they had put that joint out when um uh around the same time as I was listening to that around the same time as I was listening to graduation, graduation with Kanye. So Will Smith Kanye and uh, Lupe Fiasco were my favorites, and then my, I had one gangster rapper that I listened to, which was Ti. Okay. At that time, I hated Lil Wayne, I hated Gucci Man Ooh. during that. that He's that like era. the uh, the gospel rapper of of, of gangster rap at this <laughs> moment. <laughs> and yeah, my mom. The reason why I could listen to Ti wasn't because you know it was like some special. It was like my mom actually liked him and thought he was cute, I guess. Okay. And she, that's the only reason why I was allowed to listen to him as a gangster rapper. Okay. And you know I was exposed to that. Um, Did she ever hear uh, 24? Oh, God, bro. When she actually, like, she would, she, my mom, it was funny. My mom was kind of hypocritical with her, like, you know, tasting. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. would, like, allow, she would ignore the cuss words, certain cuss words when he would say it, but everybody else I wasn't allowed to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when she heard, um, I allowed her to listen to the original version of Big Things Popping. Okay. Mm -hmm. Woof. Let's just say, like, her opinions kind of changed about hip hop in general, bro. Okay. Like, she was just, like, this is absolute garbage instead of garbage. <laughs> but um, yeah, like so music. I started writing music when I was a, uh, like in sixth grade, writing raps, playing around. I remember one of my first lines I ever said was, "I'm like Muhammad Ali, fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee." That was one of the first raps I ever said. Uh, one lines I had, and uh, I had never really taken it seriously because I was a basketball player. But um, when I came to college, man, I uh. I really embraced it, my, especially my sophomore year. Um, took took it, started taking it a lot more seriously. But uh, yeah, like I said, I always I've always been been a part of music. I grew up. My dad introduced me to the piano. I played the clarinet for two years. My little sister played violin. You um, out here making those Metro Boomin beats? Right? Ah! <laughs> Ooh, I wish. Now I, I do want to eventually get into producing. Yeah, I do. Okay. but that's got to be on the next project. Get a yeah. little flute beat, yeah. beat track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like that's I, the new way. I played the drums too for like three years growing mm. up. And like the drums is where I thought I was gonna like if I would ever hop into music, I thought I would have been a drum player. I love fucking oh, love freaking uh, Ringo Starr and um, my man uh, uh, Tony Royster Jr. is amazing. Amazing drum artist. 
Um, and uh, my boy off of, you know, Red Hot Chili Pe- Peppers, you know, Chad Smith, man. Mm-hmm. I just like. Don't love for Questlove? Yeah, man. I, I love him too. He's dope. He's dope. But like, you know, There's I, a lot of drummers, was, man. My, yeah, a lot of influences. drummers. I actually saw them at, uh, I saw Roots at Fest. Mm. And um, they, it was J. Cole, Ice Cube, Common, R. Kelly, and uh, the internet and the Roots. And I was like, man. Where was this at? At this office? Was at office. At, um, oh, yeah. Downtown. Got you. Yeah, and uh, it was it was, it was was dope, man. It was real dope. You got to legit see, like, why. The Roots, I feel like it's always been that underrated kind of group that's just sure. been around. Yeah. Black thought it as just, like, a rapper is so underrated. Yeah. Le- he's almost criminal. <laughs> yeah, it's leg- he's legendary. I saw the other day him uh, commented a freestyle on uh, was it Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, Late Night Show. Sure. So what was the turn for you? Because you said that up till your like sophomore year, you didn't necessarily take it serious. So what allowed you, or what changed in you to make it, to make you take it serious? Um, so I had like a my freshman year, the end of my freshman year, going into my my sophomore year, I kind of had like a complete life. Was that high school, or college? Of, of, of okay. college, um, I kind of had like a complete life change. Uh, like I said, I grew up in like a really Christian family. I was a really cons- kind of conservative Christian. I uh, was a hooked on being in the NBA playing basketball and like my academics like as far as me trying to be a uh, orthopedic surgeon that was kind of just like something I just it was a means to an end type of thing I wanted Mm -hmm. to be in the NBA Um, but I got to college tried out for the team didn't make it kind of decided that basketball wasn't you know the thing for me my major as far as trying to be an orthopedic surgeon I wasn't feeling really into it Uh, broke over my girlfriend I had a girlfriend from my uh, sophomore year to my junior um I also just like yeah, witnessed like the atmosphere in Chicago. I saw a black guy speak Spanish <laughs> that like looked really good, and like I was just like mind effed. Um, and then I also took a trip to Panama where I got to see poverty on the first time. I saw, mm. I saw like indigenous. So you uh, saw more more black people speaking Spanish. Yeah, man, I didn't was just like I'd never seen good like Spanish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not and like that, that's the crazy part about like the black diaspora is that they they ex- exclude Spanish speaking countries like. Dominicans, mm-hmm. Cubans, Panamanians, right. Salvadorians, some indigenous communities also even have here. Afro. Yeah, even here, I would say like a lot, even like the the Puerto Ricans of New York, and just like a lot of the lower Mexican American neighborhoods in Washington D.C. and in Baltimore and stuff are just completely overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that in the same way they stigmatize like African Americans mm-hmm. in New York is the same way they kind of like stigmatize you know the same you know. Uh, Latinos in, in, in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and San Diego and stuff and that's like <laughs> that's a, it's a, it's mm-hmm. so, you have such a political presence there you know what I'm saying and um, that's I think that's that's kind of like the, the fault of the American school system where we have this kind of whole thing where there's like a draw towards everything that isn't everything that isn't Eurocentric mm-hmm. is kind of like underrepresented not overlooked or, mm-hmm. or bad <laughs> in a sense um, but yeah, it was definitely that was beautiful, man. Like, how was that? How was that whole visiting Panama experience? So like, it was it was definitely up and down, bro. Because I was happy. I that was the first time I ever left the country by myself. I had been to mm-hmm. Canada. I've been to the tourist parts of Mexico. And before. that was through Nepal. Uh no, with all my what the Panama trip. Mm-hmm. The Panama trip was through Global Brigade, okay. which is a chapter at Nepal. Um, and like, I would definitely say like, being able to like leave the country, be happy, and like like see you know just like a different culture other than you know mine uh or uh, other than american culture mm-hmm. is just like 
that was amazing to be embraced by such people because you know a lot of in some countries like we get a bad americans get a bad rep but then in other countries there's a side to it where it's also like a lot of they receive a lot of praise mm-hmm. for you know the the culture of you know the united states um so the kids were looking up to me and stuff but then it was like also very like it humbled me because it's like over here man we got like a lot of we don't take we take for granted mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff we have like i had when i went there we couldn't wash our clothes without you know hand washing them one uh electricity wasn't on all the time um you couldn't the the, the way the the plumbing system was um there was a way you had to use the toilet you couldn't just use it <laughs> the way we would use it casually and it was technology wasn't there so you were forced to like interact with people and talk mm. and like be a family which was like so cool bro like being around nature and being able to like i was playing soccer and basketball and baseball out there and it's just like those are the times i wish i like i had growing up but like i got older and like you know things got you know t- t- they went away yeah you know what i mean and i missed that and it, it truly like told me i came back here when i came, when i got back here i was just like really depressed like and all that happening mm. <laughs> with what happened in my life mm-hmm. uh Turn me to music. <laughs> okay. Music became like the the medicine, and I, I I got this like really thirst for knowledge. I started reading philosophy books like Socrates and you know Immanuel Kant and all that. Uh, started reading other religious texts. I stopped like really uh, identifying with Christianity and just identifying with like a, a believer in God. And and not that I'm not to say that mm. I, I wrote I read my Bible more than a lot of Christians do. And I, I could tell you more than a lot of Christians do. But like the thing is, like I started like really being explored mm-hmm. uh, identifying a different perspective not than just the one that you had previously. because people don't understand growing up in like a certain religion or growing up in certain like groups or, or mm-hmm. your know, faculties is like kind of like there's a lot of you're you're being with a group of people all the time mm-hmm. you, you come up with the same ideas and you're with working towards a, a same mission but sometimes in that you kind of almost neglect other people's perspectives yeah and like that's, that's our society now you uh you neglect the history of minorities in america and what it means for them to contribute what they did for this country where right. you only get the, the oppressor or or winning forces right. part of the history where you go to college and you start taking some classes you, you really you get start educated. it opens you up yeah. and that's why like it, like as far as a college education I, I see that it's so important that like a lot of people have and not even a college education it's just like the this this kind of emphasis on like learning and knowledge and just being able to understand stuff and like look at critically think mm. is so important because a lot of people don't understand like their closed mindedness is what gets people killed at the end of the day or what what kills themselves mm-hmm. you know what I mean you not being willing to uh, uh, try to understand what a per- what, what circumstances a person goes through if you don't have that you can't think about that critically it's no sympathy you know For what sure. I mean. Uh, let's talk about some of your early influences. Who were you listening to? Oh, jeez. Yeah, like I said, T.I., Kanye West, uh, Lupe Fiasco um, were my guys. My favorite artist of all time is definitely J. Cole. Mm, okay, uh, respect. You said uh, him and Kendrick, right? Huh? You said him and Kendrick, right? Or is it just Kendrick? J. Cole? Look, <laughs> after this album, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, the album was crazy, but like Kendrick has always been like... J. Cole's always been my favorite artist and Kendrick's always been the one I've had the most respect for in the game mm-hmm. absolutely and which is kind of different you know what I mean it's kind of like I love like I, I feel what, Ken, uh, what what J. Cole says on a, like a very spiritual level, level. He, mm-hmm. he touches my kind of like emotions and like Kendrick is like 
I'm just like kind of amazed by kind of like the Tupac and Biggie duality thing. Uh, as far as outside of hip hop though, I grew up with a lot, man. Like R&B was like uh, uh, R&B and gospel were like one of the main influences. My mom's a big Michael Jackson and Prince fan. Uh, when she when they both when Michael Jackson died, I didn't get to see her when Prince died, but Mike, Michael Jackson died. Uh, she cried for like two days. Mm. Um, my dad was always like one of those uh jazz fans you know who who loved uh oscar peterson as his, his favorite pianist and then my little sister who was younger than me kind of like the i call her the even though i was the oldest one who was kind of spoiled for being the oldest mm-hmm. she was kind of like the youngest one who was uh, the spoiled for being the youngest in the sense um and she kind of did stuff differently than me so she was a big alternative rock fan and she's the one who put me onto a lot of like my favorite band is by far system of a down and lincoln park Ooh. And she kind of when we got rock, <laughs> we got rock band two man, <laughs> and it just opened my my kind of my music ear to a lot of different you know genres outside of you know hip hop and you know gospel music, which is why I'm kind of mm-hmm. like all over the place yeah. now in the sense. So what you're saying is we're gonna get a we're gonna get a a corrido yes. from Mike Full of Hope. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna get a bachata song. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm gonna get you, uh, get you some red, reggaeton. reggaeton. I'm a I'm a huge Nicki Jam fan, okay. bro, and I love as far as. Not even just like 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 that kind of music. Like I like Caribbean music in general, mm. like dancehall too that I'm mm. getting into, like Egyptian type mm. stuff. Yeah. I wanna get like my next project or two projects down the line, I don't know if it's gonna be the next project. I wanted to call it the culture and I kinda like mix all these different elements, mm-hmm. different genres on one tape, because I don't think that's ever been done before. I I'm a big fan of like I don't know, yeah, y'all listen to Bollywood music too. I, I don't. Bollywood I, has some of the best. Cruz uh, tried to put me on. I'm like, oh eh, really not messing with it, bro. Oh, bro. I'll stick to my, my Mexican stuff in hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. but like, look, there's all the similarity into yeah. it, too. And that's why, that's why I cling to hip hop so much is because I feel like hip hop is like kind of like, not necessarily with, uh, with the, well, yeah, with the sound, too. Hip hop, I feel like it's like one of the only genres in like pieces of music that kind of it's kind of evident that you can truly see all these elements into mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? You got a lot of blues with like some of the sad stories. You got a lot of like jazzier instrumentals inside mm-hmm. like a lot of the, like the, the, the beats that are put out. And then you have like this whole overall art of storytelling, the Congos and stuff that come from a lot of the, you know, African, South Asian mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Latin American like areas are really in, inside of, you know hip hop in the in the music that you know gets put out, but yeah, man, I definitely I definitely want to get get my you know my Romeo Santos on okay. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to check out. Have you ever checked out Kai Teresa? No, no, no. Ooh, they okay. Those two got. Oh, it's a duo. It's it's a producer and rapper duo, but uh, the rapper it has Idente. He also produces too. Does he? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he does produce on his last album, but uh, he also just released his first solo uh, album. Is it's, it? it's uh, it's self- oh, it came out already. Yeah, self-titled uh, Residente. Um, but he's like he's like the Tupac of reggaeton. Like, really? He's, like he's like considered like the goat. Like, Not only reggaeton, but also Latin American hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I guess like Latin American hip hop just in general. Just like who's the, uh, wait, so who who is the, the the main artist right now? Like the the main or like, I, right now. Uh, I would say a guy who's making a lot of noise in the, in the reggae. Balvin. Is, I was literally Columbia, just about to say J. are making a lot of ways right now. I was now. literally just about to say J. Balvin. Um, his last album, I believe, won the Grammy. Yeah, for, I, I listened uh, like, wait, like three tracks on there. It was like, what is it it's called? Uh, Electricity, right? Or something like that. Energia. Energia? Energia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's close enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah. Maluma? He's, he's getting a lot of uh, attention as well. Mm-hmm. 
also uh you wanna know what's dope like she uh she's a she's a rapper um she she does she really hasn't done too much she was on one of jay balvin's song but uh have you ever heard of bia no bia is too dope she i think she did a she did a did she do like a tour with like a la cecilia negra nah she did what, she toured with ariana grande actually Okay. But she she's got she's a she's a rapper from Boston she's a Puerto Rican and she got bars for days so she incorporates a lot of Spanglish but like also like she also said that how she wants to hey. start doing more Spanish music too. That make that that like I think the like a lot of things when it comes to hip hop too like people don't understand like the, the huge like Puerto Rican influence on mm-hmm. like hip hop yeah. too because like I remember Kendrick just dropped a line the other day about um <laughs> it was actually a diss to Drake. But um, or this or Big Sean or supposedly anyway. But like the whole big people don't talk about the big pun era at all. Gee, yeah. like the big whole, pun the whole and terror, terror squad. squad. Like, <laughs> well, it's like completely under like you know what I mean, written and stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking of which, though, like I was already say, um, you, a girl that I thought is on the come up right now is that girl that's with a uh, uh, what's his name? Her name's Snow the Product, but she's oh, with yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. with uh, what's 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 the artist that that always never gets talked about? That huge rapper dude, he's independent. Um, Chingo, um, no, no, uh, oh, she's uh, she's Cap signed G? to Atlantic. Is it Cap G? No, no, Tech Tech Nine, Tech, tech Nine, nine. Oh, tech nine. Yeah, like, she's not signed to Tech. She's signed to Atlantic. Did, I I thought he didn't he give her a deal or something like that, or they no. they're on tour together or something. They, they might have gone on tour. I know that um, he put her on to a few of his tracks, mm. but besides that. She's, so she's on La- Atlantic Records. Yeah, but we know historic Atlantic holds on on albums and doesn't drop them until they mm-hmm. until they she, feel it's adequate. Enough. Right, right, right. I I could have sworn she was yeah. on like a independent no, label. She's, she signed it. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw her. Actually, they just have, was, she's been signed for like the last two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she she actually uh she actually had a big first time I think I ever saw her. She had put out a um she had put out a freestyle and then she ended up being on the the BT Awards Cipher. Oh, dude, and she crushed it! Absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal, and I was just like, "Damn!" She just like really stood out, and like she, for like the next year, or so I didn't really hear about her, and then she just like had like a reemergence. I saw She's her do that. Put uh, out a few mixtapes. Yeah, she saw she did that uh, Logic freestyle, mm. the Flexecution. She did that. Uh, it was the one I saw that w- went viral on Facebook actually about her in the the White House joint. I don't know if y'all saw that. Oh yeah, it was in. it was Spanglish. Yeah, 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 yeah. that joint was raw, she was, bro. She was talking about Trump and yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I got you. Yeah, but no, that's definitely on the come up. I'm actually one of my homies that I did a song with Ricky mm-hmm. is a, a a big a big. She's a big influence on his. Uh, mm. He was on Ricky was on my uh, song College Edu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, man. It was that the, in another song as well, right? Yeah, he was on he was on this tape too. Uh, Let the game know. Um, and like I said, B- Ricky is a uh, he has his pro- shout outs to Rick. He just moved back to uh, moved to San Diego, but hopefully he'll be back to Chicago soon so we can collab again. For sure. Uh, he put out a project called Entropy, which is just like one of my favorite projects that I've ever heard from anybody. It's just very, very like I don't know. With his music, I kind of get like a lot of definitely an old school hip golden era vibes, brand new being type of uh kind of tribe called quest mm-hmm, type of mm-hmm. sound and then he had kind of closes it off with their reflective stuff which is kind of like more drake-ish i guess you could say mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's the homie for sure yeah. describe your style <laughs> for those that never heard you before how do, how would you describe your music <sighs> i mean I, I i i try to be political 
I mean, I, I guess I'm a, a political artist, but then I'm also like, I don't want to be that artist that is just political. You know what I mean? Uh, so like, I don't know about style. I just say I I, I want to say I'm true hip hop, man. Like when I say true hip hop, I'm talking about like golden era hip hop, as in like when there was a lot of critical thinking that was mm-hmm. going into our music. You know what I mean? Like people never talk about masters of the universe. You got like. EPMD, like a lot of that, those early like Brooklyn and Bronx groups that came out, African Bambada, it's just like, I wanted, that's what I kind of want to bring hip hop back to because a lot of stuff that gets put out now is like, the production's great, mm-hmm. but like, where's the, it's not the, not much, not classics, nobody's putting yeah. out classics anymore, you know, mm-hmm. it's very, it's very rare. Speaking yeah. about Bambada, did you uh, mess with the Get Down? The Get Down, I, I saw like six episodes of it, it was really good, I, I liked it a lot. I actually, um... They're supposed to be right, putting a new season out. It yeah, came out, yeah. It already came oh, really? The sex, yeah. like, second season, out? yeah. Like, I haven't got to you know catch up with that that part of it yet. But like, I I definitely saw the, the season finale was pretty dope on the last one. Where definitely that like that whole, which is a, such a true thing, the whole idea that you know you got to choose between you know your community or like in order to get it out of yeah. it, you gotta you know kind of sell out. Um, I definitely like it. I definitely like where it's going, and the fact that it's produced uh, is like produ- Nas. Nas and Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, that's that's it's hip hop, baby. Like that's us. <laughs> it's got that authenticity. Oh my gosh, man! Like they couldn't have done picked a better. I don't think they could have picked a better guy to kind of you know talk about where where hip hop's going. All right. yeah. For sure, let's talk about your projects. You got three projects, or do you have more? You have uh, international, 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 international. Yeah. Last Child of God EP, and then the recent one is uh, This Is Business, which dropped a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so what was your evolution sonically? Because we saw a drastic change. How was it for you? Okay, well, first of all, let me say, like, my pr- the production on the last one was by far better than all of them. Okay. I had the best producers that I possibly could find. Linus, shout out, uh, Thomas Fagan, actually. Um, his, his Big Wet Studios, uh, my man Crank Baylander. He works at Studio 11, and then this guy named DJ Rhymesy, who's also a, a Afrobeat art, artist that's on the come up right now from Nigeria. Um, and then I, you know, I, I I got a lot of other beats from other people. But uh, progression wise, so my first one, international was like, um, I'm an international studies major now. International was like supposed to be like about just like different cultures, but with a with the Dragon Ball Z theme to mm-hmm. it. So that's why I had like a lot of Dragon Ball Z cuts into it. And for for any of you guys who aren't like huge like uh Dragon Ball Z or anime fans, basically Dragon Ball Z is kind of like uh a, the greatest thing on earth. Definitely the greatest cartoon in my opinion. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's like uh basically this whole uh this whole show about like a warrior that kind of saves the world and and does a lot of things. He has a very compassionate heart and he has to deal with people that aren't compassionate, taking advantage of him all the time, and then he ends up showing him up but then still forgiving kind of like a jesus story if you ask if you ask me um then lost child of god was basically that definitely like the progression it was kind of like my born center i would definitely say whereas like i was just kind of like i didn't really know what my what was going on with my life i was a lost child of god i didn't know where my faith was at and um i had very kind of deep thoughts and like reflection in that in that meditation that in, in that um ep that's why i got tracks like heavenly trap which is about like different religions and missed calls why that's what ricky was on too i i, I have a problem with answering phone calls sometimes okay. so uh 
And and it's not even because you're just, like you're just making it clear. Yeah, like it's not even because I'm disrespectful or anything like that. Because I I love everybody who calls me. It's just yeah. that like sometimes like I'm so depressed by this world that like I don't like to be on my phone all the time like everybody else. I'm like dang like I was just chilling you know with my friends just talking or by the lake. By the mm-hmm. way, like, shout out to Lake Michigan once again. <laughs> um, and then this is business man. The new one is just like now that I'm. <clears throat> I'm a little bit more focused. I, my mind's back to where it is. I know. I know where I want to go. I know what purpose I have. I feel like it's like I'm, and I'm not ready. To, I'm not playing anymore. I see the importance of. Uh, I'm in the business school. I see the importance of um, economic development and helping out a lot of these communities. And I feel like uh, you being a very um, uh, a person that takes part in philanthropy and humanitarianism mm-hmm. on like a very financial way. On financial level is the way that a lot of these social issues will disappear eventually because there's a there's a there's a um a, a class and social dynamic that you know exists where it's like you can't really talk about racism you can't really talk about all these other stuff without taking into con- or get rid of these other things without taking into consideration that uh, that there's a, a inequality that exists mm-hmm. as far as income wise mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean a lot of people that are if somebody's at the top. They'll be able to look down on the people that are at the bottom. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So the moment you get rid of poverty, the moment you get rid of that that economic gap, I think a lot of these issues you you won't see as much. Even though there will forever be good and evil. I'm not gonna yeah. say that, but like you know what I mean. Like it's 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 always tricky. I was just because it's it, there's definitely just like sometimes it just seems like what is the solution to these problems. Mm-hmm. I know it's something I I struggle with. Yeah. Uh, especially someone who's who's so. Uh, just enamored by uh, and, and and involved in uh, you know activism and and uh, trying to bridge that inequality mm-hmm. gap. Um, but there are definitely some times when people talk to me about it and like, okay, so you're a smart guy. What's the answer? And I'm hey, like, I don't have. And it. speaking of shout outs to you, I remember you did a poem on uh, Malcolm X and a lot of our leaders, man. Mm-hmm. Which is just like that's the I think that's the mindset a lot of people have to have is that a lot of these dudes that we we look up to were kind of outcasted because mm-hmm. they wanted to find solutions they didn't want to just live normal lives and a lot of that speaking of my music is like I try to put that definitely on my music like <clears throat> Martin Luther King Stokely Carmichael Cesar Chavez Che Guevara like a lot of these dudes like were like have like so much in Mahatma Gandhi um, you know what I mean like they have so much influence on my music I would definitely say because like with, same thing with Kanye always says like we're the new rock stars you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like a lot of us don't understand that the the influence that these musicians these artists have is stronger than the politicians themselves oh for sure look at Chance the Rapper yeah exactly and now they're trying to make him the mayor you know yeah. what I mean like and essentially what is said in a lot of these songs it translates a lot and it, it lives a lot longer than you know any litigation that you can put in because you're 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 addressing instead of you addressing a problem you're addressing like the the mental psyche and like the nature of humans you know way mm-hmm. to think in general so um that's definitely something I, that's where i was definitely trying to go with the this is business is like you had knowledge isn't scared of violence which is my my first like edm track on there you had businessman that she knows which is like my reflection song um kind of like i tried to go with like a like you said we talked about earlier kind of new wave r&b type of style but it was like very conscious lyrics banking on a million with shout out to my man dev he produced that track um that one was like about being on the come up and like really working hard to you know get a lot of money which is not when i when i made that track you know i don't want to come off like the the typical rapper like you know flaunts money i'm, I'm saying 
working towards money to get it to help others was was like the 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 main mm-hmm. purpose for that and then um a lot of a lot of yeah the tracks on there nine to five looking for a job like they all kind of had that same undertone whereas it's like you want to be in a financial position to help others the gospel of wealth andrew carnegie <laughs> that's what he says so and then you also i mean you also don't just like talk the talk i mean you're definitely like uh i mean you're the president you of out move. here yeah <laughs> hello you walk the walk too but you're you the out president here? of move here at the paul which is men of vision and empowerment uh mm-hmm. so uh and so that's about yeah man so like yeah um men of vision empowerment i just became the president shout out to my man elijah obisanya and edward ward um they kind of got me into it um and it's basically a organization on campus that was built on the foundation helping out young african-american men kind of opened its arms up to just all men of color and then after that it opens its arms up to everybody a lot of all social issues and um over the course of it my tenure there i would definitely say it's uh been eye-opening we went to the west side um the other day to pick up trash that was you know uh all over the ground and the west side was pretty dirty and um just kind of the being in there was just amazing little kids saw this came up to us it's like oh what are you doing because like a lot of people are like so used to living you know in mm-hmm. the way that they live that they mm-hmm. don't you know they see a piece of tre- trash on the ground they walk by it or whatever because mm-hmm. it's been there the whole time uh i think a lot of people were happy to see something different and that's the kind of things that we people need to be doing daily not just like you don't have to be on an organization to change mm-hmm. kids lives you know what i mean i think a, a lot of, like the small things really travel farther nowadays sure. right yeah. yeah. Um yeah, minimum vision empowerment and uh yeah, I'm also a Peace Corps ambassador, which is uh very interesting, you know, meeting trying to get people to go into the Peace Corps. Um I think sometimes it'll be interesting to see what happens with that with this new administration. Uh <laughs> because uh you know, a lot of a lot of stuff is going on now. We might be on the for all we know we could be on the verge of another world war. That's a that's a crazy time. part. Yeah. That's a crazy part. <laughs> so, We're only in April. Yeah, it's just, that is. Yo, so I sprained my ankle so uh, not too long ago. So that's my excuse when that draft letter comes. <laughs> hey <laughs> man, I thought you were about to say that like by you spraining your ankle, you created this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Third World War. I'm like, no, damn, bro. No, I'm just saying. You're gonna have to repair repair your, your sprain. Dog. That draft letter comes. I'd be like, you see what happened was. Right, right, right. right. I can't run. Or walk. I ain't vote for you. Right, right, <laughs> I ain't right. vote. Yeah, I vote for you. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Bro, pretty bro, much, bro. It's it's definitely not a Canada, bro. Yeah, we chilling out with the six god for the next <laughs> few years. Hey man, shoot, they this way this fool's talking, man. They might they might be involved in it too, bro. It's just it's just so much going on in the world, and that's why also why the music is so necessary right now, because well, mm-hmm. the on the power of music, mm-hmm. like people need something to listen to that's yeah. gonna uplift them. Yeah, more than ever now. Marvin Gaye. Made, I was literally just about to say Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Yeah, he made that and during like the one of the worst times in history. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and then like you had, you know, the first of all, the '60s, man. Shout out to this. Any artist that came out of the '60s, I have. There's no. There's nothing. There's no excuse for any artist of this generation to. You know. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. those people, it's like oh, people that had to deal with like the drug wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people had to deal with like. Um, segregation and you know like black codes earlier on like the 20s and 30s and stuff like that and like they were making these like very like emotional tracks Mm -hmm. that like people uh that changed like that like set the 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 groundwork for for artists like me to even like 
not just make music but be alive right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't i don't think it's a, uh, any excuse now because like uh, now with advanced technology everybody you have a you can reach people all the way on the other side of the country and really touch their hearts and it's so much too you know what i mean like soundcloud is like the twitter of music <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> I mean, shoot! Look at even tw- he still use Twitter. Like, look at Chance the rapper. Yeah, he's like he's literally calling shots from Twitter. Hey, man, Chance is like shout out to Chance too, bro. Because like Chance is like people don't understand how powerful what like the in the independent artist movement is with Chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's like the first legit. I I, I can't think of a, a a bigger independent artist that like, is main kind of mainstream independent. Yeah. You know, but, like I mean? he's also just like straight up like not like not, it's not like oh he has a distributor. Or he has, you know, he's built up his promoting. own empire. He's like he's right. really like straight up one hundred and fifty percent. And I'm like, I, like I said, no disrespect, because like there's been a lot of independent artists out mm-hmm. there, like mm-hmm. Immortal Technique and Joy Bad uh, Bad is like the two like crazy mm-hmm. fan bases, super major hip hop heads. Tech Nine, you know, one of the guys you were talking about. Tech Nine, right, right, has right. Made a living off of being independent, right? And like, but like Chance is kind of like. None of those guys I mentioned made it to the White House. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, I think um, I think like a good barometer of like fame. Uh, this is I, I'm stealing this from Hannibal Burris's podcast. Shout out Hannibal Burris. <laughs> um, but he said good barometer fame was uh is if you're like I think it was a uh, either I think American Eagle famous mm-hmm. or yeah. one of those other like <laughs> hipster stores yeah, or, your, or your, uh, uh, Cracker Barrel famous. <laughs> Cracker Barrel like. Because he, he talked about, like, yeah, when I'm at shopping at this store, like, I get a lot of people shopping at me. But then when I'm at Cracker Barrel, I'm, I could just do my own thing. Right, right, right. Like, whereas Chance, you know, two years ago, he was that's the famous, but now he's Cracker Barrel famous. Now he's really big. And he does, he, he makes a decent, he makes a lot of money off mm-hmm. of not even selling merch. his music. Right. Yeah, merch, merch, merch tours, and touring. Um, promotion, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like I, I, forever unseen. And I hope, like, yeah, yeah, it, it's. It, like a lot of you know these coming out of like you know the the sixties seventies and stuff a lot of these these of our artists died broke like mm-hmm. really broke because they were getting these terrible record deals and stuff. I think he's taken it to he's evolutionized music to the point where it's like a kid like you and me can literally be their everything. And you can do it right off SoundCloud in your basement, yeah, and yeah. be a, a multimillionaire <laughs> if you you work hard enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to you don't need to drop a lot of money. You just have to be smart about it, right? You have to be I mean, efficient. Trinidad James made his first mill off of one song that he recorded in a closet in his in his grandma's basement. House, wow. Basement, yeah, that's crazy. You gotta work for what you can, be efficient, and hope for the Anderson Pack recorded Malibu, really off a of Mac. I speaking of which, I had off a of Mac and the Snowball Mike. Wow. wow, yeah, that that makes so much sense. Like, uh, like, yeah, like a. Uh, that man is talented. <laughs> I I I heard like six tracks on Malibu, and it's just like the the you had to be in like a house like <laughs> you had to be in like somebody's living room or something like that in order to like uh like an older setting with like your your uncle and aunt to have mm-hmm. like his like very funky type of mm-hmm. <laughs> his funky and kind of soul type of sound. But yeah, like I said, R and B like the that that goes to show you like R and B's on the tw- on its way back. I definitely mm-hmm. say for sure. Um, Let's talk about your your show. You had a show. And Metro, yes. How did that go? Amazing. How did your performance go? Uh, it it was it was really good. It was with uh, Raw Artist Chicago. Um, basically, it was like a, a organization that rents out venues and hires local artists to be a part of it. And uh, yeah, the show had a decent. Uh, they said the show the the attendance was like anywhere from eight hundred to a thousand people that were there. Um, it was definitely a little 
uh, I think I, I would give me a six out of ten on like the whole show because uh, you know people liked it and stuff too, but it was kind of hard to really keep people really engaged when there's so much going on. You know, mm-hmm. they had artists, art uh, gallery set up and like um, people like showing modeling off fashion clothes and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I hope to man. Like, I feel like I'm on the brink of like getting to where I want to be in a career or a decent decent amount of you know traction and publicity on my music. Um, I hope to hope to get a a a good opener sometime soon. But um, um, as far as my actual music goes, I I got a couple like music videos from off this project dropping and I think that'll get, take me where I need to go. And you already have a few that dropped already as yeah. well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I've got I've got 6 6 videos six or 7. Yeah. yeah. Videos totally. Thank God, man. I didn't The videos are on point too. Yeah, I told you. I had the best no no disrespect to any other film artists out there or directors or videographers, but like my man Paul of Dual Minds and and my man Ray Carpio off a uh, he did he made his own organization called Shy Directs who actually brought um we actually brought Brandon Bro Chances mm-hmm. cover art artist here yeah. we brought Taylor Bennett um Danielle Austin who's done a lot of Vic Min- mm-hmm. Vince uh, videos videos yeah uh he made his own organization and like has really taken this art stuff to the next he's I think he's the future of like Chicago uh, artistry. I definitely believe that as far as film film comes. Um, and he's given me opportunities. He's allowed me to run with him. So I'm sticking. That's my guy. I'm stick with him. All right, for yeah. sure. Paul and Ray, best in the game. <laughs> what's uh, what's next for Mike? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, Graduation for sure, right? Yeah. I, that I definitely want to grab. And my mom's uh, been nailing, nailing my tail about that and making make sure I stay focused. Uh, so I got a couple couple more classes to take. I walk the stage, but I got a couple more classes to take during the summer. Um, yeah, graduation and you know job hunting. Uh, right now, I intern with a congressman on the west side of Chicago, Danny mm. Davis, which has uh been eye opening and stuff. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to, you know, maybe get a full time job, work on my YouTube videos a little bit more. Um, talk about that because that's something we haven't touched on. We talked mm-hmm. about the music, we talk about the activism and and like student life. Yeah, talk <laughs> about YouTube life. Yeah. How is that different from anything else you're doing? Man, my YouTube life is like the only time I feel like I can be myself, man. Okay. Like <laughs> YouTube is like it's a it's like a it's a, a platform for people to like record themselves acting like themselves. Acting because like, like you there's like yeah, like <laughs> nobody like nobody like there's no no rules to like yeah. how you make a video. Mm-hmm. You literally can be your own boss. I know a lot of people that yeah. make money that are paying their rent. True. YouTube videos like these guys yeah baby we live <laughs> Abs- yo dude I'm so serious man like the fact of the matter is like and I actually uh just added um uh I don't know if you know uh, Zeus they're like these two new reaction guys that are on the come up right now on YouTube taking off uh the needle drop guy oh yeah yeah amazing I love what he does with the shout out to his like musical esp- expertise like Anthony he Fantano? keeps me up to yeah, date. Anthony Fantano. Anthony Fantano. Yeah, he keeps me up to date on a lot of music that comes out because, like, I like you never really know. And he's on it too on yeah. a weekly basis. Oh my god! Dude, like, like, I mean, it's true. Like, she says in the beginning of, ev- of every show, like, it's Anthony Fantano, the internet's busiest music nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, and I want to get to that with my with my. Um, but my, yo, we, we should let him in on what we're trying to do. We're trying to like do a. a do you watch Jesus and Marrow? No, 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 no. What is that? So oh, man, you gotta you gotta Jesus educate them. Those guys. It's one of the best shows on, on TV. It's like twenty it, it some is. odd minutes, 
It's like uh, Sports Center meets like pop culture. Really? It's like it's like okay, you know how like and they just trash talk the whole time. <laughs> it's like amazing. first take. Kind of. Yeah, first take, except it's actually like entertaining. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, funny. And then like the the, the, like, the hosts are like likable. Pop culture. Really? Yeah. Um, Dominican and black dude from yeah. New York, Bronx, from the Bronx. Really? Is yeah. it? Is it? Is it? Is a show? Is a show in New York? You can. Yeah, you yeah. can watch it on. They usually post. It, so it's it's through Viceland, but they post their stuff on YouTube. Gotcha. So you can watch all their episodes yeah. on YouTube. All, all the clips. They also um, got a podcast, which is hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. Bodega yeah. Boys. That's what Bodega I feel Boys. like. That's the next the next move. Man, yeah. is a podcast. That would yeah. be dope. You gotta you gotta check them out. But we're trying to do something like yeah. that. We just gotta figure out how. You yeah. want to do that. Hey, please let me in on that, man. Because like, sure. yeah. I, 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 well, yeah. I don't, uh, are any of y'all familiar with, with uh, DJ Green Slime? DJ Slime. Mm-hmm. That's Mick Jenkins. Chicago? DJ. Um, yeah, he. Uh, you got his own little show. Yeah, the DJ Slime's uh, low was it low low ass budget show. Yeah. And it's like basically like a talk show where he brings in rappers. It's like an Eric and Andre show. Yeah. Uh-huh. And brings and he has like a really cheap green screen and they just like. Talk about whatever, right, right. right so that's right, pretty much right. what, what we'd be doing. You, you already got, you got my number, yeah. man. I'm definitely down. I'm definitely sure. down with that. All right, Harold or Remus? Oh, jeez, I actually haven't had a a, a Remus yet. Okay, uh, so we're Harold's gonna go Harold. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Why should people invest in Mike Philo? Why should yeah. people invest in? Me? I mean, I don't know if I <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why I I think I got I definitely as far as music wise, right? Is that what we're talking about? Um, I still think I, I think my music kind of is unique, in the sense that like, uh, I want a lot of kids to be able to listen to me. I'm a rapper that is you know kids kid friendly. I don't think you have too many of those anymore. Um, and then to, yeah, like I can I can switch it up. You know, I had I did a Lincoln Park freestyle was my first track on my okay. first EP. I mean first tape. I did like uh yeah, like I said like I did practice did a little bit with the EDM this this time. I'm getting into the R and B a lot. Like I, I I think there's there's definitely a lot of more experimentation in the future that people can relate to. And and the thing is the ma- fact of the matter is I've never heard anyone come out and say like I've done it terribly. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing a lot of experimentation on these different genres mm-hmm. and like people are, you out good. Yeah, people have said like uh, they're giving the me decent project, responses. A lot of different uh production. I mean just the styles. Boom bap, you got your 808 R&B. Mm-hmm. You talked about like the EDM type, type uh, joint. And yeah, I didn't even th- I didn't even bring up that the fact that I did. Yeah, I, I, a lot of uh, I want to bring a lot of old school hip hop mm-hmm. beats back too because like I feel like that's dying too. Uh, Joey Bat, Joey B. You have like, a good start. The flyaway joint on the e- on the EP. Yeah, was really that's good. probably my fit. That's like you said. You said that's uh, the one that kind of introduced. Mm-hmm. You. Like, I think a lot of people like her. You know, got I got their attention with that. And um, I, I I like that's my favorite one of my favorite tracks. It's definitely also kind of like a you know sad political kind of track too. Mm-hmm. But like, I definitely want to get touch more back on the the boom bat stuff because like it's you know like I said it's it's it's, it's dying a little bit. Pro era seems to be some of the last of it. Shout out to Troy Av. Troy Av low key. Does a lot of boom bap too, but like it's just like he's a uh, controversial. Mm. You know what I mean? So people don't really pay attention to like the, the controversial dudes that are you know um, touching on a lot of that stuff. For sure. Do you want to recite a quick some bars bar or other or, or, bars or, or spoken word before we head out? Um, man, I always went to freestyle. Can I can I freestyle? Yeah, you can bit? freestyle. You want you want a specific beat? Oh yeah, shoot, yeah. Let's get let's get a let's get a beat, man. What do you want? Uh, anything old school? Yeah, give me that. Uh, give me a big old instrument. Yeah, we'll, we'll switch it up. We'll give you some pun. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm down with that too. 
You can never go wrong with it. Shout out to New York, man. Ah, the culture. Oh, yeah. He said to go to Twins. I'm dead. Hey. Hey. Shout out to the hip hop show. Element. I'm dead. My homie. Aha, 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 aha. Full of hope. Yeah. I never really do this, but I'm going to get into it. I got a flow that's crazy, oh baby, I'm in a Mercedes, cause I be shining, but I meant not the Mercedes like the car, but the Mercedes that I be, be rhyming like, uh, uh, I'm flashy, flashy, nasty, see me on the inside of my mind until I grind, uh, I do this like other, other time, cause I stutter in the middle of my raps like I got a lot of, uh, what I gotta say and I run through uh, like every day We be old school like that kid and play mic full of hope Always on that beat Everybody that's standing up You gotta take a seat and sit back Relax and listen to the words that I'm spitting From off the top of the dimension of my head I gotta get that bread For the family that needs to be fed Man, Mike full of hope Gotta go to the future doors Open up mo. I got freestyle lines for a days Man, I go everywhere which way to the dough which you see and you see and i am the top mc how it be the k-i-n-g shout out to kendrick he be like damn oh man i don't really do this for the gram i just do it for the grands that i need for my mans hit him up hit him up how i sit him sick him like a dog and we get him mike full of hope do this every every day man i said i'm old school call it back to kid play uh a little, little, little freestyle. <laughs> uh, with that being said, that's uh, Mike Full of Hope. Any last plugs? Um, nah, man. Shout out uh, all my fans, my friends, man. Thank you for allowing me to come on the show, bro. It's a, really a blessing, sure. bro. Where um, can people catch you at? Uh, Mike Full of Hope on, on YouTube, um, SoundCloud. Just type in Mike Full of Hope. Twitter. All my plugs are Mike Full of Hope. M-I-K-E-F-U-L-A-H-O-P-E. Um, and it's play on words. Full of Hope. Full of Hope. Uh, yeah, and I should be. I got another show. Dang, I don't even know when my, my, my next show is. Uh, just stay tuned. Check on my Facebook and um, Twitter, and you'll you'll be able to find out.